1: emergency. emergency Google core update edition of the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to reevaluate the changing landscape of Google search post the January core update. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics, Inc. And today, Jordan and I are going to pull back the curtain on what we're calling the selection and filtering update. this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Jordan, happy new year. Welcome to our first episode together on the Voices of Search podcast.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy starts the new year. I guess a uh, little patience from Google on getting us going right off the bat.
1: Google did not get the message that the New Year's party has ended. Google you're drunk. Go home.
0: Okay, right. Seriously. Please come back in May.
1: And we call these emergency updates. I'm going to start calling them Tuesdays. There's been so many updates lately. They're like a weekly thing.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things is that, hey, that at least they're telling us that this is happening as opposed to previous years where nothing, just, just crickets from them. So hey, it's an upside.
1: All right, so Google is at least doing a better job of communicating, but man, they are launching these algorithm changes quick, fast, and easy. Let's talk about how this was communicated and what we can tell so far.
0: Sure, absolutely. So on January 13th, Google updated through Twitter, through the traditional channel of Google Search Liaison's Twitter handle, that they were going to be releasing what they call the January 2020 core update. You know, the reality is that they didn't give us a ton of additional context. They pointed us to a previous blog post that was relevant to the September core update. So really didn't actually add any new content outside of the fact that they were going to be releasing a broad core update in January.
1: All right. So Google has an Easter egg. They've got a little surprise for us. They they're have an update. They didn't give us much information about what's happening. And it's only a few days after the update. Actually, right now, as we're recording, it's only a day after the update. So Jordan, what did you and the crack team at Search Metrics discover uh, in terms of what has been different with Google Search?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still really early days, but we're analyzing some big changes to the SERP. In particular, what we've identified is a considerable amount of improvements to refining in the SERP. So refining are things like When it comes to featured elements or featured snippets, the ability to sub-select category, especially say like you take an image carousel and then you provide users with the ability to sub-select certain topics that they might want to see images for. So like, you know, being able to sub-select by color or transparent. So you're looking at an image and you want the image to have a transparent background. So those are some experiences when the SERP that we've seen increase post this update. We've also seen some changes to the knowledge graph. So the knowledge graph has been expanded, especially in the right hand rail when looking at like really broad topics, like especially in desktop, this is broad topics like, you know, Eiffel Tower or brand names. What we're seeing is just additional information with more carousels, trending data that Google's providing for some of these. So Google's just kind of making a steeper claim on the real estate that they already own within the surf.
1: So to reiterate what Jordan's saying, a couple of different things that are somewhat thematic. Google's trying to help their users have better ability to filter what they're seeing and have the right selection. You mentioned image filtering. There's also more real estate in knowledge graph. So this kind of goes along with the theme of a Google is trying to take more real estate and have more of the sort of Google experience take over as opposed to linking off to third-party sites. And B, it's also you know a user experience adjustment when it's related to the search. It's not something like how Google's processing natural language filtering or like what we saw with the BERT update.
0: Exactly, yeah. So right now at this particular juncture, we're not seeing the same level of volatility from the BERT update or you know, the September core update where it's a uh, rank position shifting for particular brands. We have seen for really strong brands an increase in brand results. So what I mean by that is a user searching, say, Walmart in a specific product, Walmart's actual domain showing up more frequently in the search results. Now, let's all be candid. I don't think that this is a monumental traffic driver. Walmart already usually controls the top two to three positions for that branded keyword search, having positions six through 10 really doesn't add a ton of value. But that was one of the additional things that we noticed in our data. But again, if Google was testing this a few weeks ago, we're still in the early days of understanding what exactly has transpired at the SERP level.
1: So how much do you think this plays into a larger strategy from Google? There's been a sequence of updates. They've been coming fast and hot. Uh, Do you think that there's some theme? Is Google just implementing some of the things they were testing with the previous updates? Or why is all of this happening all at once?
0: Well, I think that this is a sequence of events, right? Let's just say it's like a detective trying to track down a serial killer. And, And what we have here is a pattern of behavior where Google is continuously expanding their influence when it comes to Elements within the SERP that they can control, knowledge graph and desktop, you know, carousels, not sure other featured elements within the SERP. So no surprise that they keep trying to really push the envelope here and identify ways to improve the user experience, use that data they have to improve the user experience within the SERP.
1: Hey, Jordan, give me an example of uh, some companies or some industries where you see this trend taking place.
0: Absolutely. So one of the most unique is in, in mobile experiences around health-related topics. So searching for any, say, infection, disease, what you're gonna notice is that there's a really heavy, expansive use of the featured snippet. You know, Google showing the ability for the user to refine based on different treatment options, based on different brands that may provide treatments, as well as, you know, a much deeper knowledge graph around that topic. So we've always seen the knowledge graph that Google has used around the medical topics. But you know, Google again expanding the use of that and leveraging the data that they have from various sources, which I think is, is incredibly valuable to consumers, but maybe not the traffic driver that we all anticipate it to be right now today. So that's one category.
1: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You know, you've said something similar twice, but it's maybe not the traffic driver. As we're seeing Google put similar results at the top of the page in a few different circumstances, is this just Google basically protecting against clicks that shouldn't actually be happening, that are irrelevant, or they're basically just giving more Coverage to what they are pretty sure is the content people are looking for. And that's just taking up the entire SERP.
0: You're absolutely right, Ben. This is giving consumers options and choices at the top of the SERP that they may not have had before. You know, another great example of Google thinking on that track when it comes to the SERP is what we call the PAA or the, the people also ask, which is like the related questions. And again, we've seen this grow exponentially over the last six months. We've seen it basically at the same volume through the January update here. But this is another way for Google to allow users to stay engaged on Google and find the ultimate answer they're looking for.
1: So where does this update have an actual impact? You've mentioned a couple times that you know we're not seeing this as something that's going to impact performance. Why is Google doing this update? What does it impact?
0: Yeah, so I think that from an impact standpoint for brands, the thing to recognize the most here is this continued traction that Google is making when it comes to featured snippets. So their traction and investment here is one that we should all be mindful of. We predicted this, right, Ben? You and I, when we were talking about our 2020 predictions, we said this is going to be one of the areas where Google invests heavily and I believe that it's the case because Google has to, right? I mean, Google has to be able to provide more visual search, more voice search, and more mobile experiences that allow users to quickly identify the content they want without it being another text-based search. And so that's why these experiences are so valuable for Google and Google's using all this data to justify the expansion of these experiences.
1: So how do brands address that?
0: Yeah, Ben. So that's the tough part, right? And I think that, you know, I think back on the Wikipedia days when it was just the knowledge graph, right? You know, 10 years ago, you just had Wikipedia, little tiny faded blue colored mention of Wikipedia. And so like, I think that by and large, Wikipedia is, was always a big winner in the fact that they were getting their content exposed. They were getting their brand exposed. And I believe that the big investment that brands need to take here is identifying ways in which they can become hyper-relevant in these experiences. If you're not winning the featured snippet or the answer box, that's okay. Can you win in the image carousel? And can you control multiple placements within the image carousel? If you're not winning in the even on the first page, can you control the video carousel and have a video that is shown on the first page? So there's new ways to really think about your SEO strategy. It's almost like a three-dimensional focus versus this two-dimensional focus of just being on positions one through 10. And I think that that's one of the components that brands need to think about a lot. And the best way to start is by looking at what kind of content assets you have, ensuring that you're using the right markup on your pages to, to highlight that you have these video assets, image assets. And ultimately, it's about the user experience. Are those valuable resources for the consumers who may find them, whether they're in a video carousel, image carousel, or other placements within the SERP?
1: So I think at the end of the day, you know, it's obviously early and it's hard to tell exactly what the impact of this update is. We're seeing lots of changes with how Google is taking real estate, what information they're presenting to the users, and also how they're flushing the results that they don't want to present down the page. Jordan, any last thoughts as we continue to look at the long-term ramifications of this, of this update?
0: Yeah, so for our listeners who are still on this episode, don't just focus on your traffic data. Go look at your ranking data. Go test some of the key results and results sets. Take a screenshot of what that SERP looks like. Store that away. I expect there to be a lot of changes and you're going to save that record so that when we're sitting here in December, you can go back and you can see what the surf looked like a year ago. I really want to encourage people here in the beginning of the year, right off the bat, Google made a change. I expect there to be a lot of evolution here. And that evolution isn't going to just be in the blue links that show up in the results, but in these other experiences. So start building your repository so that when you're analyzing data in the future, you have something to go back on to reference. So I think that that's just a really valuable point for our listeners to start tracking that data and insight early.
1: We talk about this podcast uh, going over the ever-changing view of Google and its search algorithm. The landing pages are obviously something related to that. They're going to change. They're going to continue to evolve. So you need to keep track of that as much as you do your performance. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics, Inc. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney, it's K O E N E. If you have general marketing questions, if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes. You can send me a tweet at Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, or you can try our new Twitter handle, which is Voices of Search. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. We'll be back in your feed later this week.